Hello, my name is Conward Swift with the Cardano Convo podcast, and today we're going to be covering an extraordinarily important topic given the rise of NFTs. And that, of course, are NFT red flags, or things that we really need to be looking out for when deciding whether or not to go in on an NFT project. So some of the things we'll be covering are the type of NFT buyers, as this will be very important for what red flags that we'll be running into the categories of red flags or steps as we'll be calling them, and of course, the red flags that are associated with these categories. So to begin with, we're going to start with step one, which is determine what type of NFT buyer you are. This is going again to determine what type of red flags you really need to look out for. And we've broken them down into three categories. The first category are people who buy NFTs for the art. With these people, we'll be calling them the art collectors. So similar to how you might be looking at a painting and go, this looks really nice, I want to buy it. These people will look at NFTs, whether they're JPEGs, whether GIFs or GIFs, whether they're music, audio files, and they'll decide, I want to own this piece of art. So they'll go and they'll buy it. And typically you'll have fewer red flags to look out for, which we'll get to in a little bit. Our type two NFT buyers are our people who purchase NFTs as an investment. And we call these people the investors. So if these are the type of people who will buy an NFT project or a NFT art for, for example, one ether in hopes that it goes to higher values. So these include the people who flip NFTs. So you might buy a space bud for 100 cardano and then you think it's going to go up in value that's what you're hoping for you're using it kind of as an investment vehicle of sorts and then you want to sell it and get a thousand cardano let's say in a month so again this will change the type of red flags that you have to look out for and of course we have people who purchase nfts for their utility so we're talking about the project focused collectors so an example of this is what you see on screen currently is a ViFi NFT. ViFi, it stands for Vi Finance. It's a DeFi platform that's being built on the Cardano blockchain. They developed an NFT project where you'll be able to, for example, buy or win these in giveaways and then be able to stake them on the platform in order to earn ViFi tokens, other Cardano based assets, etc. So for example, you could buy a Wi-Fi NFT such as I have because you're either the type two or the investors or because of the project focus collectors or because of the utility within the NFT. Um, other forms of buying for the type threes or the project focus collectors would be NFT based games. If you buy an NFT from AdaQuest, which is a NFT game being built on Cardano, then you would be buying that so that you can use it within their game. There's the utility that you're purchasing. So again, it depends on what type of buyer you are. For example, I'm a type two, mostly type three buyer. So again, that's just something we'll need to take care of. Step one to take care of and figure out before moving on. I think it's really important real quick that we cover the red flags for art collectors, because again, for art collectors, there's not a whole lot of red flags that you need to worry about outside of if you buy an NFT or send your cryptocurrency to the address that they list for the minting, do you get the NFT you've asked for? And this can be easily minimized by just using a well-known marketplace such as OpenSeas, cnft.io, 
Token.io or others. Again, the beauty of this is if you're just buying it for the art, you can see it. And the only thing you really have to worry about is if I buy this, am I going to get it? Will, if I send it to this address, is it the actual address for the project? So again, a lot of these can be minimized by using a trusted third party marketplace such as cnft.io, token.io. There's so many of them, but just using these can help minimize that problem. With that, we're going to be moving on. And of course, the next couple of steps are gonna be more so focused towards our type two and our type threes. So of course, for step two, what are you being promised? So of course, when you look at an NFT project, whether it's on social media, whether it's on their website, they will typically tell you what they are doing. Whether they're minting and having a total of 10,000 unique NFTs, are they building a game around it? Um, is it going to have some DeFi functionality? You need to look at what they're promising you and figure that out. So we have four red flags in this category. We have a promise of huge returns for buying or investing in their NFT project. So I've got a little rocket ship next to this because if you hear somebody talking about going to the moon or excessive use of rocket ship emojis, this is just a huge red flag. They're attempting to sell you a promise of huge returns, which almost assuredly won't occur. So if this, if the project's basis is based upon, this will just make you money. That's a really huge risk. It's a huge red flag. Um, I personally just avoid anything that does something of that nature. Though, the next one is the creating of promises after the launch of the NFT. So for example, when a NFT project launches, it typically has some promises there, but this is often done as a sign of the project not meeting sales expectations, especially if it's done right after launch. Now, there is a big difference to be pointed out, for example, with a successful project, let's talk about unsigned algorithms, for example, it's a Cardano NFT project that sold out, did extraordinarily well, and then later, developed additional utility. Now that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. What you run into is if they're making new promises just to try and sweeten the pot, to make it so that you're willing to jump in because they didn't reach the sales they hoped to have reached or they didn't sell out. So again, this is just something we should look out for. The next one is the promising of new functionalities that don't exist yet especially if they weren't originally promised at the beginning of the NFT project. Now, this kind of bleeds into our second red flag for this step or category, but it is a little bit different. For example, um, we're working on building a project called Looftopia, and we're promising customizable NFTs. You will be able to build a bear style your NFT. This is a unique functionality that I haven't heard any other NFT project have. So this would be a red flag, but there's more to it, which we'll get into in the next step. But if they're promising a utility or function that doesn't exist yet, you should be cautious. That can be a red flag because again, that could just be them trying to sweeten the pot by making you beautiful promises and not having any capability by which to accomplish these tasks. So again, this is just something that you should look out for. And of course we have for number four, NFTs, that look extremely low effort or low quality. 
The problem obviously with this is if they aren't putting any effort within their NFT, then they're not going to put any effort into the NFT project itself. They don't want to make it look good at least, or make it something appealing by which you would want to jump into, then they don't seem to care about the looks, they probably don't care about the project. And for example, you could even see with the previous Wi-Fi NFT, they're a DeFi platform. Their focus is upon building this decentralized financial system, but they put the effort into their NFT. You can clearly tell that they took time. There was 3D modeling, there was rendering, there was a process done to it. And I'll be going into this quite a bit, but like you could look at a NFT project like Coco Locos and you look at it and you go, wow, that looks really bad. Like it looks horrible. Like it's one step above MS Paint in my opinion. So they just didn't care. And you can often see this even if you go to Fiverr right now and you search NFT, you'll be able to see a load of people offering you the ability to build an NFT collection. You can pay $1,000 to $2,000 and within a week, you could have an NFT collection on the blockchain. 10,000 unique NFT collection for $2,000. And clearly it's going to be low effort. It's going to be, it's going to look like some of the originals in the NFT projects or processes. And it, it's just not a good look. It really isn't. So again, if it looks like they don't put any effort into the way the NFT looks, they probably will not put effort into the project itself. And you, again, this could be a reflection of what you're being promised. Then we move to step three. Step three is, can they do what they promised? So this is, for example, we figure out step two, this is what they're promising. They're promising customizable NFTs. They're promising DeFi functionality. They're promising us the world. It depends. So once they've made these promises, are they able to move on with these? Can they actually deliver on these promises? This is something we really need to figure out. So we've got three red flags for this area. The first one is if the project developers or teams are anonymous or pseudonymous, this is a problem. This obviously gets in the way of figuring out if they can keep up with their promises, if they can actually deliver. Because if you don't know who the people are, you don't know what their qualifications are, and you therefore can't verify if they can meet expectations or exceed expectations. You can't do any of that. And pseudonymous, if you see somebody named Snake and they've got an icon, that doesn't help you to figure out their capabilities. They could say, for example, Snake is our developer and has had hundreds of projects done on the Ethereum blockchain. Well, is that the pseudonym they used when they did this? And if not, like, it just becomes extraordinarily hard to verify this. And then of course you run into the risk that for example, if I'm, an I'm anonymous, I go and I say, I'm going to deliver you the best NFT project and everyone buys in. Let's say I sell out. I've got the money. I'm anonymous. You don't know who I am. I might just run away. I might, why would I put the effort to deliver when I've already got the currency? So that's something, of course, that you need to watch out. This is a red flag. It used to be acceptable because I know anonymity or anonymity is extraordinarily important within the cryptocurrency ethos. But as time has gone on, as that's been kind of abused to a certain extent, we really need to stray away from that. And if we see that, of course, that's a red flag. Be cautious. And of course, something to keep in mind is just because a project has red flags 
does not mean that it is a scam. But the more red flags it has, the more suspect it will be or appear to be. So of course you should take more caution the more red flags you run into. But for our second red flag, if the project is being run by a well-known YouTuber, influencer, or celebrity. This is huge. There's a lot of celebrities who are jumping into the NFT project and are just doing an extraordinarily poor job. And that's understandable because for example, if you're extraordinarily well capable in a certain field, like let's say if you're Lil Wayne, you've done very well in R&B. That does not equate to you doing well with project management. Being able to sing, being able to act, does not make you a good NFT project manager or being able to manage a project in general. So that's why when you see a well-known YouTuber, such as, I'll give you an example. I'm Dan from Crypto Capital Venture. Of course, this is not a call to harass. Do not go and bug him about this. But he made something called Coco Locos, as you can see on screen. It's not a very good looking project. And people are less critical of these individuals because they've got a following. He's one of the biggest cryptocurrency YouTubers right now. And with this, people will assume, well, he's been extraordinarily successful within making videos on cryptocurrencies. He's well versed. He's extraordinarily knowledgeable. He'll be able to deliver on this. He said he's going to do this. And his, the people who bought the NFT, they got rugged. He ended up saying that, thank you. It was an experiment. Um, I'm sure no one expected this to be long. Um, you can find the tweet actually on Twitter. I just summarized it. But everyone who bought in because they thought there was going to be more to it because he stated that there would be some more projects or things going on with it later, additional utility, this ended up backfired. So again, do you'll have to be even more, have more scrutiny for these individuals because often you'll think they're well known. They wouldn't do something like this or they're well known. Of course, they'll be able to do this or they've got money. So of course they'd be able to produce a good project. That does not mean that that is the case. And of course, what you can find is often what's being sold is either their credibility or their fame. That's what they're selling you. The NFT project is just the medium by which that's being done. So again, this is something you should keep in mind. And then of course, our third red flag is, does the team have the qualifications? I used an example of flooftopia.org teams, which is our team website. You can see on there, you've got somebody who's well-versed in marketing within the crypto space. You've got people with huge backgrounds in the video game industry. You can see a programmer who's been building programs and has actually been working on AdaQuest, which is a Cardano-based NFT game that's being built. So you can look at their websites, for example, and find this information. Are they capable of what they promise? Can they deliver on that? And of course, that's something you need to check out. So, and this kind of leads us into our step four, which is, is there quality documentation? So when you learn about this NFT on social medias, which is quite common now, or you might learn about it on YouTube, might learn about it elsewhere, but when you learn about it, do they have quality documentation? So what are the three main red flags with quality documentation? First question we have to ask is, do they have a quality website? 
having a website again similar to is the nft look like it has effort put into it if they aren't willing to put effort into their website which even copying pasting a theme and just doing some small edits that's at least something that gives at least an area by which you can see updates maybe they have blogs maybe they have additional documentation you can see where the team is there you can see what their qualifications are maybe links to their linkedins you can find all this information hopefully on that website if it's a quality website so it's something we should keep in mind if there is no website that becomes a bit dicier because again that's not a high requirement in fact for a lot of places you can do it relatively free to develop a website it might have a watermark at the bottom saying for example a wordpress website but they would still have the website there so it's something that you need to keep in mind next of course is is there a quality white or light paper so white papers especially are important if it's a large DeFi project so that might not be necessary but a light paper or a shorter version of a white paper might be good if you're promising additional utility for example um with fluctopia we intend on developing a white slash light paper because it's going to be a cardano nft game not only will you be able to customize the NFTs to your liking, similar to a Build-A-Bear style, but you will be able to play a game with that NFT. So we're going to have to, at some point when we get all the details, we're working with the game designers right now, once we get all those details down pat, we're going to have to put those into documentation so that when somebody wants to buy a floof, they know what all they are being promised, what they're being given. These are important documentations to have they're not always necessary because some nft projects are relatively simplistic so they might not need these but for the more complex projects you will almost certainly need this so this is just something you'll want to look for on their website and of course is there a quality community we're talking discord we're talking slack um do they have a place by which you could ask questions where you can find out information, where you can get links to all these things. Because for example, on the Fluftopia Discord, which of course will be in the description below, we have links to our Twitch where we stream, we have access or links to our website, we have access or links to our, twi our Twitter. All these things are able to be found on our Discord, in our community. And of course, if people have questions, they're able to jump into the Discord and ask us questions. They can ask the team directly questions, which of course makes it so that if we're trying to run, signs will be apparent. We'll not answer questions. We'll start shutting down communities. We'll start flagging people from being able to talk. There are red flags that become apparent when the community isn't of quality. So of course, it just helps to have more flags that you can see, okay, this is a green flag, this is good, or this is a blatant red flag, like what they're doing with the community. So again, do they have a quality community? This all falls under documentation because the other steps kind of rely a little bit on this, and therefore, this is important to know and have. So to quickly summarize, to determine what type of NFT buyer you are, so that's the step one. That's something that's extraordinarily important. If you are an art collector, you have only really one thing to worry about, and that is if you send cryptocurrency, if you send money, do you get what you've been promised? If you send 20 ADA, do you get your NFT? 
Do you get one of a unique 10,000 NFT? Do you get what you're asking for? And of course, you can use marketplaces to minimize this risk. Then we have the investors and our project focused collectors. Once you've determined what type of investor or NFT buyer you are, then of course, figure out what the NFT project is promising you. Um, red flags to look out for this, of course, are promises of huge returns for buying or investing in the NFT project, creating new promises after the launch of the NFT, promises of functionalities that don't exist yet, especially if they weren't promised at the beginning of the NFT project. This is huge. If they're doing that again, that bleeds into that second point. And it's a red flag. It's a huge red flag. The first, obviously, the promise of huge returns, one of the biggest red flags in this entire presentation. They're doing that. Typically, my advice would be run, run away. It's unlikely that they'll keep that promise. Then, of course, promises of functionalities that don't exist yet. We just covered that. Low effort or low quality NFTs. If they haven't put effort into the NFT, they probably will not put effort into the project itself. Especially if you're expecting, for our project focus collectors, if you're expecting utility, they didn't put effort into that. They're going to create utility on something they put no effort into. It just doesn't seem as likely. And then of course, um, are the NFT creator or team able to deliver on the promise? This is important. Things that get in the way of this, of course, are if the developers are anonymous or pseudonymous, because then it becomes nearly impossible to determine if they can deliver on these promises. And of course, if the developers are well-known YouTubers, influencers, or celebrities, that's an extraordinary risk because, again, just because you're a singer, you're an actor, you're famous, um, however you got your fame, it, unless you got your fame because you're an extraordinary artist and you've got coders who are helping you to translate that over, it's just a red flag. It's something you could go on CoffeeZilla, it's a YouTuber, and you can see so many NFT scams going on. You just need to be extraordinarily cautious. And of course, is there quality documentation? If they don't have a quality website, that's a, that's a red flag. If they don't have a quality Discord, YouTube, anything of that nature by which you can get in contact with them, that's a red flag. If they don't have a white or light paper, especially if it's a project that's promising additional utility. If it's at the beginning of the phase, if it's in, if it, it's in its infancy and it's not even minting yet, that's fine. That's understandable that they don't have a light or white paper. But if this project has been out for a couple months, they've already had the minting, they've already received, especially, for example, if they've sold out, they don't have this documentation. That's extraordinarily worrying. So you need to keep that in mind. And of course, if they don't have a website or a good documentation, you might not even be able to follow step two and step three because how are you to find out who the team is? How are you to find out what you're being promised outside of maybe a tweet? So again, this is just something that we should keep in mind. Um, those are the red flags that I have to cover for this. Um, of course, let me do know down in the description below, if you have additional red flags that I should be looking out for or others should be looking out for. We really need to work together in trying to get this information out to the community because we've seen rug pulls, we've seen people breaking promises, we've seen all these traps for the community. And if we want cryptocurrencies, we want NFTs, we want fungible tokens to be able to be for the entire world, 
we need to be able to educate the world and avoid a lot of these scams. So again, I want to thank you for listening all the way through. I also want to let you know that Loops Pool does help sponsor these podcasts and videos. So if you're looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then of course, think about delegating with Loops Pool. That's Loops, L-O-O-P-S. And of course, we do have an NFT project that we're working on. We're seeking funding from Project Catalyst. We do have a video explaining how to set your ADA wallet up, your Cardano wallet, in order to be able to vote for Project Catalyst. It's not too late. So of course, check that out. And Flooftopia is our NFT project that we're looking for funding for. It's the first Cardano-based NFT game that has a kid-friendly functionality, but it is not kid-exclusive. And it will be the first, as far as I know, NFT, but especially on Cardano, so CNFT project, that will allow customization and editing in a Build-A-Bear style to be able to build your own unique NFT. So again, if you want to check those out below, we'll have links. And again, thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.